Hi, we've got three stories from Curiosity.com to help you get smarter in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn a secret for closer parent-child bonding, the science behind noise-canceling windows, and what happened when a doctor cracked his knuckles for 50 years to see if it was harmful. Let's satisfy some curiosity. Cody, do you remember what music you listened to growing up? Yeah, my parents always had the oldies station on in the car. Nice. I know my dad listens to this podcast, and we listen to a lot of The Doors, Devo, I think the B-52s, those all remind me of childhood. So a lot of 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. Late 70s, early yeah, 80s. Yeah, from kinda. his college years. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, we yeah. were we, we did like Beatles and stuff. I did not grow up on the Beatles, and it's a weird thing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like everyone grew up on the Beatles. We were a Rolling Stones family. Well, I think both of us have really fond memories of listening to music with our family. Yes. And a new study published last month shows that listening to music together really can strengthen those relationships between parents and their children while they're growing up. Hmm. Researchers from the University of Arizona asked adult participants about specific memories they had of musical activities with their parents. That includes things like singing along to the radio, going out to a concert, or dancing in the kitchen. Then they were asked about their relationship with their parents. Across the board, people who remembered jamming out with mom or dad reported a much closer relationship with their parents, and the effect was strongest when those musical activities ran through their adolescent years. The researchers think this could be for a few reasons. First, music might have a greater impact on teenagers because that shared experience of music happens more often when kids are really little. So if you have those experiences when you're a teenager, then it has an even bigger impact. Right, because they're not used to it. Exactly. Second, dancing in sync has been shown to draw people closer together. In some schools, dance classes are used specifically to foster empathy between kids. And another ongoing study looking at parents singing nursery rhymes to their babies has shown that sharing a musical moment is great for parents, too, at least so far. We'll have to wait for the published article to really find out. You can read more about these studies in detail on Curiosity.com or on the Curiosity app for Android and iOS. Just another reason to support the arts. Absolutely. Ashley, have you ever used active noise-canceling headphones? I've tried them out. They're pretty wild. Yeah. You know how they work? You probably do. I do. Of course you do. (laughs) In your own words, how do they work? Well, they record the sounds around your ears, and then they create an opposite sound that they pump into your ears so that the two waves cancel each other out, and then you hear silence. Right. So, ironically, they're actually making noise They have microphones that pick up that external noise and they're broadcasting the opposite of that. So when they hit your drum, it cancels out, like you said. Right, exactly. Yeah, pretty crazy. Well, a team of researchers in Singapore have developed noise-canceling windows. Whoa. And they could work even when they're open. This is a big deal because noise pollution is actually really bad for your health. And that's according to lots of research from places including the World Health Organization and the CDC. Too much noise can increase your blood pressure and heart rate, disturb your sleep, and reduce your quality of life. Not to mention that it's super annoying. (laughs) So a team at NTU Singapore have built a prototype system that includes a grid of gadgets that cover a window. Each gadget includes a microphone, a speaker, and a processing unit. And again, it needs the microphone because that's how active noise canceling works. It processes the sound in real time, and your noise canceling device plays an inverted version of that sound. When the two sounds converge, by the way, and the sound waves cancel each other out, that's called destructive interference. The team tested these noise-canceling windows, and they say the system can reduce up to 50% of noise pollution that enters buildings. Right now, the major drawback is how it looks. The prototype requires around 24 devices to be mounted on the window grill to control the noise in a large area efficiently. So the team's next step is to achieve the same results using fewer devices and make it more cost-effective, 
and make sure the system works really well even when the windows are wide open. They're using machine learning technology to differentiate quote-unquote bad sounds from good ones and eliminate the worst offenders. So like let in the bird song, keep out the construction noise. And the motorcyclist that's driving his engine really loudly outside of your house. Sounds like you're speaking from experience. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Cody, do you crack your knuckles? Oh. <laughs> Does it bother you? Kind of, and I kind of didn't realize that it did. But yeah, I, I don't really crack my knuckles. I, I do sometimes. It's not like a, I don't know, just occasionally. Yeah, it, it's, you know, well, you've always heard probably that cracking your knuckles can cause arthritis and you shouldn't do it. I've never known if that's a myth or not. Well, neither did this doctor. Oh, yeah. And he wanted to put it to the test. It's actually a really cute story. He wrote this adorable tongue-in-cheek letter to the editor of Arthritis and Rheumatism, basically talking about how testing the things that your mother told you is really important for science and that he thinks that also we should test whether spinach is good for you and things like that. It's pretty great. Hmm. But anyway, this is what he did. When Dr. Donald L. Unger was a child, his mom and other family members told him that cracking his knuckles would cause arthritis, like many of us have probably heard. And instead of listening to them... Unger decided to take their hypothesis into his own hands. He spent 50 years cracking the knuckles on only his left hand at least twice a day. What? Yeah, that is a dedication to science right there. And he left his right hand alone as a control. He estimated that he cracked the knuckles of his left hand at least 36,500 times, while the knuckles of his right were cracked, quote, rarely or spontaneously. The result? No arthritis. This weird experiment won him an Ig Nobel Prize. That's an appropriately also tongue-in-cheek award given to scientists for, quote, achievements that first make people laugh, then think, end quote. The experiment only had a sample size of one person, so it wasn't really a game changer. But it is in line with a couple of different studies from over the past decade. All of these studies have shown that there's no significant difference in the risk of hand osteoarthritis for people who crack their knuckles versus people who don't. You can find links to those studies and to the doctor's letter to the editor in our write-up on Curiosity.com. It's a very funny letter to the editor. So what else can you learn about this weekend? Coming up over the next couple days, here's a sample of what you can read about. New research that shows you're in your prime for learning language a lot longer than we originally thought. The surprising ancient origins of shoots and ladders as a teaching tool for morality. And the one thing you should do to make people like you and make a great first impression. Plus, the habits of highly empathetic people why you can and maybe should eat an apple core, the ocean path that will take you on the longest straight line journey on Earth, and so much more. Visit Curiosity.com or check out the Curiosity app for Android and iOS for the full scoop on all these stories. And join us again Monday for the Curiosity Daily to learn something new in just a few minutes. And yes, we will be releasing a new episode on Memorial Day. I'm Ashley Hamer. And I'm Cody Goff. Have a great weekend and stay curious. On the Westwood One Podcast Network.